2014 SEMA. This is Ammo NYC podcast. I don't even know what number I'm on right now because I think I'm sleep deprived because of you people. Uh, we're doing, what is it, the Ford team management something vehicle? It is the Ford car care team for SEMA is what works. <laughs> significant title is is that not all right let, let me back up here because I, I 10 people just like turned up the microphone like what the heck are these guys talking about all right so we're at the 2014 sema show we got Derek bemis the head guru for the i can never get this the ford sema special vehicle team cleaners car care team car care team how about that <laughs> kevin brown from buffdaddy.com also is here and then the main man, Joe Fernandez. Very good. We're having we're we're half right now because uh, you know we're we're sleep deprived, so we didn't actually drink anything for the last ten hours except water. But I think we're losing our minds because we've been detailing cars for I don't even know how many hours it's been. How many hours have you guys been doing this? Started this morning at eight, and, and it's now ten o'clock or whatever it is. Right yeah, now. we ran twenty four cars today. So. Tell me a little bit about what's going on here in terms of why are you, uh, you know, why are you here? And of course, you invited me, which uh, I'm a you know, huge honor for me to come out here and detail with you guys. But give me a little backstory. What's the deal with, what's the purpose of being here? So we're here representing McGuire's, detailing the Ford vehicles in their booth for the SEMA. Mm-hmm. There's going to be 50 vehicles this year, which is about the standard every year and this is our 11th year um so we prep the cars for the show once they're all prepped the doors open on tuesday morning then we maintain them keep the cars dusted fingerprints off answer questions to people that are in the booth because we are wearing the mcguire's uniforms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you know questions for anything from you know what's your favorite mist and wipe to how do i you know fix issues in my paint all kinds of stuff so we're at that point, representatives from McGuire. Yeah. So for everybody listening right now, I'm shooting a video. Um, I think it's the title is going to be a still a working title, but uh, 50 cars or 60 cars in 48 hours, you know, something, whatever. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I nice. think it's a nice little ring. So we're I'm filming all this stuff. So everything we're talking about in our absolutely exhausted state uh, is going to be uh, on a video. So talk to me a little bit about uh, management. We got in terms of time. We have... A lot of cars, some of which need to be polished, and, and Kevin and Joe are doing a lot of compounding slash polishing or some sort of combination of the two of them, right? Yeah. Thank you. That's there great. Yes. We usually just nod. You guys have a face for radio, I promise. Derek, Derek stipulates to what degree we, we're allowed to work on the car because we only have so much time. Mm-hmm. And we may only have an extra 15 or 20 minutes on a car, or if it's a particularly uh, high-profile profile profile car, car, you know, we make it right. Mm-hmm. But as much as we like to dial in every car to the highest degree for Ford and Meguiar's, we just don't have the time. So basically the question is, you know, for all these detailers out there, we're getting down to the meat and potatoes here. So it's time management, and so when we were talking before with Derek, we took a specific amount of time, meaning the show starts at a specific time. That's it. It's not like, oh, wait, wait, wait a second, I'm not done with the car. Don't open the doors right. for the five. What is it? Five hundred thousand people come here. <clears throat> Some that, ridiculous amount of people. 
That's insane. I think last year it was like four or five hundred thousand. I haven't wow. posted on one it of my videos. It was a huge year. Yeah, I went yeah, back and went back. That's an insane amount of people. So the point of the story is they're not going to shut down or slow us down. So we have a definitive amount of time from now till then, and then we have to factor in sleeping, rarely, but sleeping mm-hmm. the few hours that we're going to get. Uh, so you have to take those hours and divide it by the number of cars. So it's not like you're going to be doing a we're going to be doing a full restoration detail on sixty cars. Correct. That would you'd get three cars done. You know, what I tell you the catchphrase was when I was first five minutes I saw you today. What was it? What was the phrase of the day? Good enough. Or That's something? good enough. <laughs> That's good enough. That's good yeah. enough. Because we're good all detailers and we're all, we're all good at making paint perfect. And this is not the place to make paint perfect. We can. We're all proven. We got the right stuff, the right equipment, but this is not the place to do it. We're making it real nice. But we can we can take it farther. So we we keep saying that's good enough, and it's killing us. You know we're we're mm-hmm. kind of pulling each other because even one of us will tell the other guy that's good enough. I'll catch him <clears throat> spending too much time. And say, hey, if that was good enough for me, it's good enough for you. Come on, let's keep right, going. Yeah. So, you know. So me as a team leader, that's one of my responsibilities to is to manage that time properly. So to give the audience an idea, so we've got sixty cars this. Uh, what kind of cars? Let's let's go over that real quick. You got old Mustangs. Yeah. You got old Mustangs. You got new Mustangs. And these Mustangs are not like, you know, oh, look, I'm walking across the street and there goes a Mustang. These are like off the charts. Well, well, one, the old one, the 69, the Boss 429. That one car in particular, Huge. the 1969 429 Boss, which mm-hmm. is a very rare car. Uh, I think someone had said it was appraised at 600 Wow. Bottom line. Well, beautiful car. That was before we polished it. Now it's a good seven, eight hundred. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, probably easy. have about yeah. three hundred dollars in old paint on our pad. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, all the way up to squeezing the old <laughs> paint out, paint my right wagon we with that. Uh, all the way up to the new two thousand fifteen Mustang. And none of them are stock. They're all customized by different. Yeah, they're all tricked out. So I mean, they're like beyond tricked out. Yeah, they're not like rims and you know. No, everyone's got their something. latest and greatest motor components. Suspension, rims, tires, paint jobs. I, I did I mean, say window tint. I just realized window tints have been. You notice that every car has like orange and red wow, and purple. Right. That's, and a, that's the new thing this tint. year. Yes. This year it's big. Now, you know what I noticed this year was decorating the wheelbarrows with pinstripes or colors. On or, the inside or on the, the outside? In the inside of the wheelbarrows. Yes. I'm, I'm giving that to Foose. Yes. Yeah. He's been doing it? Oh, he did yeah. that. That's pretty cool. It's a neat thing. Look that is his, neat. Look at his Ford GT. Yeah, because his car has an orange <laughs> stripe nice. towards the bottom. And mm-hmm. then the orange stripe is inside the wheelbarrow, same color. That is pretty neat. So we got that. We got trucks that are all jacked up, like, you know, I don't even know, three feet the in the air or whatever. Ford F-150s. We've got the Raptors in there, all modified. The Folk, Ford Focus, you know, ST or whatever it is, right? Correct. So anyways, that, those are the type of cars that we're working on for Ford. Is that a fair, fair yes. assessment? Yeah, it's exciting assessment. because there's, there's nothing factory that it's stock. Mm-hmm. Everything's been... Modified aftermarket. Now, so talk to me a little bit about the paints. We're not. T- I don't think. Yeah, none of those were really stock paint jobs, were they? That doesn't seem like it. I think some. Mm. Some may be partial. Yeah, partial. they did a lot of striping going now, on. I'll so tell that's you what. That's, that's kind of the challenge of doing this job because they're all different paints from different customizers, and you don't know what you get until you do a little test spot on it yeah. and start getting into it. Some are soft, some are hard. But we're we've been doing pretty well. Yeah, we're doing we're doing pretty we're good just with it. Making adjustment. Yeah, this is actually a really good. Uh, I'm almost thinking. I'm thinking right now of like a training school or something. Like this is like the ultimate, you know. All the elements path. are there. Yeah, every All single. All the elements are there. I'm working. In all a, the challenges. Working with Joe, 
it's, so you're already it's, down it's, a man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just here for the eye candy. No, it, it, yeah. It's it's a very level playing field. It's it's there's no drama. He, yeah. We just make changes, you know, and he'll he'll Everyone's grab a pad and say, "That's a good idea. Let's do that." And mm. just really calm. I haven't seen him break a sweat yet. Which I'm just getting warmed up. Ten o'clock at night, just warmed up. <laughs> yeah. And Derek is probably the best at time management. It's not like this is scheduled. He knows he's got a certain amount of cars, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know when they're going to roll in, what condition, or if they're going to ask us to do a couple other cars offsite or photo shoots, like you're you're talking about. And the irony about this yeah. whole thing is this is like a microcosm for what everybody else is dealing with in that are listening, you know, the people that are listening right now. They're not, oh, yeah. They may not be doing 60 cars in, in 48 hours because that's insane. But what about their shop? What if they have people coming? You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know how much time you have. Maybe you get 50 cars coming in at one time, you know, right before the weekend or, I, you know, something like that. Yeah. There, is, there is something to be said that time management is, is huge and especially detailing. It's something we talked about with Jason that, I never remember. I told you this today, Derek. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the detailing syndrome or something like that, where you you just we're all born to be OCD. You know, this is what we do. But there is a time where you draw a line and say, "Hey, for five hundred dollars or whatever it is, the detail, two hundred dollars or a million dollars, whatever it is, you give them the, that much value. You don't charge two hundred fifty bucks yeah. and give them a ten thousand dollar detail. It doesn't it, work. It's really difficult line. to get caught up in all that, especially we're at SEMA." We've got the best of the best of everything out here. We really want to show off what we can do. Mm-hmm. But the reality is we've got a job to finish. And it's got to be, everything's got to look good. Yeah. Maybe not absolutely flawlessly perfect, mm-hmm. but we've got to get that job done. I think done. the and average, it's an average. Well, they all, and, you have to push yeah. them all up to a certain average yeah. as opposed to like one that's and like off the They're coming in at all different levels of finish. Right. Too. Some guys, that you bring, they bring it in, it looks like they had time to finish it out right. Other guys look like, they had a hard time to get everything done in time, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. coming in. Saying, We've seen wow, some can you with help me with this. The names remain to be seen, but some with with compound marks. I'm not. We're not talking about compound marks. Uh, I mean uh, buffer marks, buffer marks, or yeah. sling in the creases. You know, right. in the you know what I'm talking in about. The jams, in the jams, in the jams. Thank you. Yes. Uh-huh. It's not even that. It was in the car. Yeah, Larry personally worked right. in the car with us today. I was like, what the heck? They had the door, Emerson had the doors open on the car and it was flinging stuff everywhere. It was pretty bad. Well, we're finding pigtails, sanding marks, they're left over. Yeah, on the edges. I'm finding a lot of that on yeah. the edges. Where and I'm, just I'm sure, I mean, it's a combination. I don't think it's really bad guys out there. Just, it's before seeing when you got to pump these well, cars and that, out. And, you know, paint swells. You work it a lot. You know, you just got it out of the booth. Somebody sands it. Somebody's buffing it. And it's it, it either has a lot of solvent in it at the time or it's, or it's, sucking some in, you know, it's dragging mm-hmm. in so they get shipped here and you see it and go, wow, it didn't look like that when it left. Right. So we're dealing with all those things. And so. the time constraint. When you get in SEMA, you're always like, oh, I got two weeks to do this one little thing. And then, you know, 48 hours and you're like, oh, Jesus, I didn't do that one thing yet. And I got blah, 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 blah. And we're uh, working in an area that there's some lighting and sometimes there's no, almost no lighting. Mm-hmm. It's, it, the lights are oh, 30 feet man. away. So, and then we get them all done, and we come in maybe tomorrow, and they'll have moved the cars around again. The lighting's different. And the lighting's different. And then they get very strategic on their lighting. They get down to the inch where they want to focus on this part of the car the right. fender, or that part. The and then we say, wow, we better go touch those areas up. You know, so or, or, or we can just move the light. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll get a ladder and just move the, the light. Yeah. We could, we Speaking can. of ladder, there's a couple of cars that are 35, 40 feet in the air or on whatever. Containers, yeah, on containers, containers that are you know designed for... That, you know, looking cool or I, I can't think of a yeah, better those word. Those are but... all the vintage Mustangs out there, yeah. except for the one, the white one. Oh, the GT500. Yes. Yeah. 
beautiful view. Yeah, so we'll be climbing on those. Right, we're yes. climbing on I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to take video for you guys on, on that this, one. The booth, it's, how big do you think that booth is? 300 feet long? Which I mean, it's, it's the full length of the convention center. The full yeah. width of the convention width. center. It's huge. Full right. width yeah. of Hot Rod Alley. And it's... How many, how many cars are going to be in there? Not the 60. 38. 38 cars. Be in the Ford booth. And then you're doing, I forgot to mention this, you're doing Ford outside. Out front, which is be a Ford out front, out by the racetrack in the convention center parking lot. And then adjacent to that will be... McGuire's the booth. The, well, the McGuire's booth, but then the, uh, the vans. It'll be a whole little, almost like a truck corral with the vans in it. That's all I think Kevin wants to go home. <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. None of us have seen it. We're all like we're forgetting we're on a podcast. We're like, wait a second. We're doing the math in our heads. Like, okay, God, we got to get up at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's exciting though. This is. We look forward to this every now, what year. What about all the people no, you see? Cool. All the people you see, old friends, you make new friends, and and there's a car celebrity. You know, I mean, people my wife wouldn't recognize them in years. But people we know, mm. you know, you're a celebrity. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I mean you're, you're getting there. Stick with me, and I'll make you somebody one day. <laughs> probably, um, that's why I have you on the People podcast. are going to walk by. That's not him. He's wearing but, a you know what I mean, I mean like, like my wife wouldn't know who Chip Foops is. You see Chip Foops running around down there. And there's some other painters and body men that we know. Uh, Pete Champoris, you guys know him from uh, so- SoCal. He was there today. And, you know, so when you're a car guy, it's cool to see and, and then there's Jason Rose. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. with the security around him. That's more than a celebrity. That, that's a religious experience. He almost can't, <laughs> that's he almost God. can't go out in public yeah, that's anymore. Not, you know? that's, that's, a that's a whole other level. Yeah, that's a whole other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I well, miss him. It's hard to make fun of him when he's not in a room. Oh, don't worry about it. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you saw my Halloween costume this year? Yes. I went as Jason Rose. I saw that. That was right. hysterical. That's right. Oh, well, that is so great. Back to our, our, our one of the subjects we were covering already is the time management. One thing that makes that really easy. He's such a boss. Right Wait, he's doing it now. He's such uh, a boss. Yeah, let's get back on track, guys. We're running out of time. The podcast is only so long. Yeah. No, I'm trying to compliment you guys. So right, our sh- team has a lot of talent. That went over well. Joe Fernandez, Kevin Brown, Ryan Sunuk. Oh yeah, Eric mention Mahals. the other two guys. Yeah, please. Ryan Sunuk, who is my employee for Detail Works. And Eric Mulhouse, who uh, owns Upwardly Mobile Detailing, both great amount of talent. It's very nice to be able to tell someone what needs to be done or ask them, show them the no situation. Tell. Yeah. Demand. It demand. Hey, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it just happens. You know, mm. these guys sitting next to me doing the paint corrections on all these different surfaces and all these different issues, and they handle it. Time effectively, cars look fantastic. Don't have to look back; it's all done. It's it's, it's fantastic. Kevin is a veteran of the uh, Ford FEMA. How long have you been doing this for? This is our eleventh year. We got invited back. We're the only two. The Ford every year, right? And how did this all get started? Tell tell me a little backstory about that. So, one of the executives from Ford Motor Company, Bob Adams, he's in charge of the global car shows. For Ford, he has a good friend in the McGuire's company, Dylan. I just want to stop you real quick. I just want everybody to know that he has a, a knife in his hand, and he's flicking it back and forth and making it very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. knife. I'm looking like, what hey, is he doing with this knife? That, that, that knife was used to open the cases upon cases don't upon cases. We had off. a product. Hey, yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, where was that? So John Dylan. Anyway, John Bob goes to uh, John Dylan looking for a detail service. That can handle the, the responsibility of SEMA. 
So he offered the position to me. John comes out to the parking lot and asks, hey, like to go to SEMA? I would love to go. And get paid for it? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to go. Sold. Sure. Sold. He goes, all right, well, you're going to be working for Ford. You're going to SEMA. Let's put a team together. Kevin Brown was one of the first people on our team. Was that when he Been had with hair? Been ever since. He had hair at that I point, right? now. I just cut it short. Oh. You did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. <laughs> but uh, interesting story. Kevin and I really, we none of us on the team knew each other. We had an affiliation all through McGuire's. And we all got together. The team worked out fantastic. But I'm dealing with and managing different personalities. And this is the first year. And first there year. more cars than ever, right? Yeah, I think we had s- almost 70 that year. Oh. It was and huge. we were running rotary buffers, trying to make a huge impression on Ford because we wanted this. We wanted to make an impression for McGuire's and us. Let them know what we can do, you know. Rotaries. And every car cars. got rotary polished. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And uh, think about how much easier stuff is now. Oh, oh yeah, the technology insane. is so much nicer now. And you just going and... on the weight alone, just holding that rotary. Oh, my oh yeah, gosh, my back is I'm getting spasms just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> so we're we're going on our 18th hour one day, I think it was a Monday, and show's <laughs> opening on Tuesday. We're getting down to the last handful of cars coming in, and I keep noticing Kevin's like back in the pack. And I can't figure, I'm like, God, this guy needs something. Move it. Rear end. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know Kevin. I'm trying not to piss anybody off. So I walked up to him and I said, Kevin, you really like it. You got to, I think I said, you need to drop your trailer. We need to go. And you look at me and you're like, well, how, how low do you expect me to lower the standards, you know? And we got to, I'm like, we got things to get done. So and once I got out of that, I kind of revisited it and I realized that Kevin was, following every car that we did and catching all the things we missed and trimming the windows and getting into the door jams and making everything just perfect. Ten percent. Exactly. Exactly. So it was a, it from then on was a, a great relationship because I knew I could run 800 miles an hour forward, managing all the time and, and getting all the stuff started and prepped and, and organized. And Kevin would always be on my back Following me through and making sure everything was just so. That's why I still have the nickname Tortuga. What does that mean? Turtle. Turtle. Oh, turtle. <laughs> like, Come on, Tortuga. Let's go. Let's, let's drop the trailer, man. Let's get it going. Yeah. That's really funny. No, there was some that really needed detail work. You know, the door jams were just loaded with compound. Obviously, the cars arrived. We had one arrive around midnight, and it had just been painted. It had just been cut. It was dusty. It was on a transport, uh, you know, a non-enclosed. Open open air transport. You could smell the paint. It was so you could fresh. smell the paint. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, we just you just have to <clears throat> deal with it. You know. I I really do feel like SEMA is like the ultimate customer. Meaning, you know, when you detail a car and then the customer comes in, you're like, wow, this one guy is going to be judging you on the work that you did, and he's looking at it. SEMA, there's a half a million people looking at the car that you just did. So it's a big audience. It's a big audience, and it's a lot of pressure. Not to mention all the other detailers. Oh, yeah. They want to look and, huh, huh, huh. Now, any detail that looks at any of this work and picks it apart has never done this type of work before. Yeah. Because anybody that has done this type of work before understands mm-hmm. and would actually compliment us and how we left them with the time constraints we have and what we have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know? I agree. Everybody looks and goes, I can get that better. Not all cars come through that way. Some cars are phenomenal. And yeah. they have won nice. the award, you know, for the event. Uh, they're just astounding hand-built, hand-formed cars. 
some don't even have pain. I actually think this is like a psychological, uh, you know, therapy session because we're all going like, damn, I wish I had more time in that car to yeah, fix that. Yeah, but we wrap this up and go back. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the late night pass. Yeah. yeah. No, we've done everything from hand formed copper 1940s to cars from a fantastic builder, uh, Dan Webb, who's just a superstar builder that just has had some of the iconic Golden cars. Submarine. Yeah, we've had dra- dragsters in there. The whole gamut. Yeah. And what's crazy is we were just talking about that. Uh, Joe and I were talking about that. We're looking across because the Ford booth is. is Elevated, I guess you'd say, yeah, it's, it it's, is. you know, one or two levels up or whatever. And we're looking down across the sea of well, hundreds of hundreds, if not thousands, of different little vendors and, and companies. Be, that would be Hot Rod Alley. Yeah. Hot Rod Alley, and that's only one one thousandth of the actual show or whatever. And you look across, and not like one box is really opened, and nothing. So tomorrow is going to be, yeah. you know, it gets game on. Yeah, that whole place transforms into an amazing wonderland of car magic. I think. Within two or three days, it, it's almost like overwhelming. Like you can't. I feel bad because, like, when I leave, I go like, "Damn, I wish I went to this other wing and spent more time." Well, what about what about when everything comes out after seeing the magazines or on the internet? I didn't see that car. I was around the place five or six times. I never saw that car. What oh, was that? Yeah. It's just so much to take in at one time. You know, mm. you ever done that? You see, like, oh, this was that scene. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, it's, it's overwhelming, it's, it's but it, but it's cool. I I, I dig it. So tell me a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Somebody pick up on the uh, the McGuire's new, which we can't be talking about right now. Meaning, what is it? November second. Yes. November second. Yeah, it'll be it'll be November third in about five minutes. <laughs> it's the way true. things are going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's a the new machine that they came out with. Let's explain a little bit um, about why this machine was created and where it fits in the what I call the spectrum of tools. We use to detail cars. Every every tool has a different purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's still, you know, a little fresh. Meaning, not a lot. All of us don't have hundred hours on this. No, think we close. all have like two. Yeah, yeah. An hour, two, three. Yeah, yeah we've done a few. So anyways, so the MT three hundred is the new machine you're referring to. Mm-hmm. The new VA polisher from Meguiar's. Um, it's designed to be a little bit better machine than the entry-level machine that they'd previously made, which was G110 mm-hmm. or G2. Which um, is sort of equivalent to the Gros Garage, right? So that is somewhere correct. in that. So yes. if we back up a little bit and we and we sort of do from the beginning to the end, but in a very short period, they used to have those bonnet buffers. That, that was even before my kind of time. What were oh, those yeah. called? The, the wax gems. There was gems and wax colors. Yeah, wax colors. yeah so the, the, when, you got those. Those gems. are the first ones, you know, really – Came out machine wise. Then those are so old it's ridiculous. Then PCs came out. PCs like there was rotaries, of course. Forgetting about the rotaries at this point, we're talking about dual action. Then the PCs came out, right? Quarter cable. Quarter cable. That sort of like changed the industry for the home right, yeah. DIY guy. Oh my gosh, I can do that. Now, it, was McGuire's the first one to market those for car polishers? I think so. Because they had that foam foam pad before then that would fit on the end of those pneumatic polishers for the. Um, so Meguiar's had the one with the two handle. No, one? they had a pad that would fit onto that three. Is it a three eighths drive on those pneumatic? Yeah, the five sixteenths. Five sixteenths. Sorry, yeah. my bad. And would fit onto those machines for polishing, and then from that they took it to and the porta cable. And the porta cable was a sander. Correct. It was in the sand in the woodworking industry. Yeah. It was a sander. 
We really? put a foam pad on a sander, and there you go. They developed that curve. Then they, then they, so what they did, they took that same machine, put Probably. their label on it, yeah, started uh-huh. marketing that. So they were, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but they were the first person to market that DA polisher for paint finishes. Yes, I, I right? think so. The first one to market, maybe not yeah. the first one to come up with that idea or whatever. But I heard they're still the number one seller of polishers. Which one? The G100? The, P, the, the PC7424, whatever. Right? 2474, 74, yeah. XP, whatever. 2424, XP. The good, the good machine, the, the old school machine. ones, well, the ones I like. And that's I, I feel standard. like you can't do anything wrong with that machine. No, except no, throw it at the paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Proof machine. You hold it by the cord and you sling it. <laughs> yeah. like, like David against Goliath, you know, and you just toss it near. But that right. became the standard one that the other companies based their design on sure. in terms of the orbit diameter, which was 8 millimeters. Mm-hmm. So. Four millimeters offset when it rotates around, it creates an eight millimeter diameter orbit, and that's what this machine is. So it's it's a it's a versatile tool in that you can put a three inch backing plate and it'll work fine for tight area polishing. All you right. can put a five inch for cutting with microfiber discs or for applying waxes or polishes and a six inch. Yeah. So it's got that versatility, number one. So let's let's keep it in let's try to keep it in uh, you know perspective here. So you got the PC. Then, you know, somebody came out and said, hey, I need more power because the PC bogs down pretty quickly. Right. I know that. So they came out with the Grows Garage, which, you know, did pretty well in the market, I think. It's still a halfway decent machine. It it's got a, tons a of power. Motor. Yeah. You know, big, what is it, bigger motor? What would you say? Yeah, uh, a stronger more, motor? More wattage. Yeah, more wattage. Um, and then I, I feel like they, there was a huge leap in the Roops. Sure. Roops just, like, destroyed it. It's like the pros. Yeah. I mean, you can't go anywhere without the Roops. It just is what it is. Um, but then Meguiar's came in, I think, smartly in between those those gaps. Yeah. So they're not coming out and saying, hey, this is going to compete with the Roops. This is a, you know, a scratch removal machine, you know, beast or whatever. Well, we listen um, to the, the core consumer. Mm-hmm. You still have to be reasonable if you're if you're a beginner or not very skilled in this machine and that. You're weekend warrior. DIY yeah. guys. You got to yeah. get on a pillar, on a mirror. Under the mirror, yeah. you know, you gotta, you can't have so much throw that the guy's scared to use it. Yeah, and it has to be efficient, and this, this does efficient polishing in tight area. It'll, it'll perform well. It has a feature that the G one ten V two had that was called uh, cruise control. Cruise control, uh, that's a great feature. Th- this new machine, uh, it has more RPM, and it also has a similar feature in that uh, if you put a lot of load on the machine, it, it, it reads. Where the speed setting is, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of gauges everything and makes adjustments and delivers more current. So if you happen to be cruising along on speed four, uh, and then you happen to hit a hood bulge or a fender filler, maybe tilt the machine or bear down, or maybe using microfiber with uh, abrasive laden compounds, so it creates a lot of drag. This machine will sense like, hey, it's supposed to be at speed X, but it's it's not. It's it's below speed X. So let's compensate automatically, mm-hmm. and it'll deliver more current. And, and it does this all the way through the RPM range, which no other machine does. No, that's pretty cool. I see where Meguiar's was going with this. It still remains to be seen if it's something that'll be part of the arsenal for me personally. You know, yeah, it's it, you it, can't it, judge anything by it's so new. 45 we've minutes worth of these. Like I said, we've only had... It literally came out to our little detailing team this morning or something, right? It's got... Or, High yes. quality components in it too. It's a yeah, well built right. machine. They listen to the consumer lot. I think in general, consumers like soft start feature. Yeah. Um, so it's a great it's, DIY. It's, it's, it's the most advanced. Machine. It's well balanced. It's got really yep. good bearings in it. It's yep. it was built for durability and, stuff. It's and, nice. and yeah. quality. So yeah. But for the record, I I don't think any of us are arguing that the Roops is going to be thrown away in the garbage. 
No, but again, nope. you know, I always thought of my Porter cable or Griot's or Harbor Freight, whatever. They're the crescent wrench. Mm-hmm. You're always going to need a crescent wrench. You could yeah. have, you know, the most killer set of tools, but you need to have the wrench for certain things. And the this one is yeah, that that's a great analogy. It lets Kevin. you do a three that's inch, good. a five inch, a six inch. You know, and that's a big thing. That's a big plus. If you don't have it, then you miss it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll be shooting more videos and talking about it as it yeah. progresses and it'll hit the market and I'm sure have a big uh, impact. All right. So tell me, uh, I shot a video on this too. Tell me about these little pads. I was more interested in. in oh, they're going to be a hit. They're fantastic. Now show, tell me the, tell me, meaning the people listening, the difference between, let's say a normal foam pad and give it to me in inches or, or, you know. Give an analogy as to how these. Remember, I don't have a. We're not showing them anything. We have yeah. to talk. To them. Well, they're probably half the height of the typical foam buffing pad. So, and what's the typical one? Like an inch? Well, it varies from five eighths to inch and a half. That's my phone ringing. Believe that. Yeah, I, yeah. I oh, yelled well, at you guys. We got to turn our phones off. Hang on yeah. a second. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. There you go. All right, go ahead, Kevin. That's so, right. so what is the the thickness of? The no seven eight hundred. So let's say an inch and a half. They're so new. Oh, oh. The new oh, ones? The new, no, I'm talking about the old ones. Oh, yeah. In comparison mm, to the new ones. An inch and a half. Yeah, we can be. You have to be exact. Yeah. Okay. So let's say it's a third of the thickness. Yeah, they're very low profile. That was Mike Musto calling. By now that that's the that official Mike. name. You know that? Low profile disc. D A disc. Something like that. But low profile foam. Low 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 profile foam disc. That's yeah. Called. Yeah. To, to to go in line with the microfiber disc. Now we have a foam disc. Right. And what a partnership. Low profile. Disc. Yeah. Yeah. And they're great. Five inch and six inch diameter. They're awesome. And a cutting. We have a cutting. And a finishing. As, as they have and a polishing and a finishing. Colors are the same. So if you're Meguiar's user, you know, that burgundy maroon pad, it's, it, it looks the same. Same cutting. Yeah. Easy to transition. But that's not the only one. They've got a whole rotary set too. So they now have DA foam buffing pad set. And a rotary buffing pad set. Did you go over the attributes of that? Because I was struggling. To no, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there, but uh, I think this is going to be a, a really welcome addition to the wide variety of brands and designs. And it, which also goes back to the point, and this is another good example. I'm trying to draw, trying to make connections for people to go like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So on this particular thing, you guys, you know, we're doing 60 cars or whatever. And every car seems to be different, right? We're yeah. gonna we're gonna generalize on that. This is kind of nice that you have different selections. Where remember, I was asking you, hey, Kev, what did you do on this one? Did you polish it with what the hell did I ask you? Did I did you do D three hundred with the microfiber cutting pad? Right. And you're like, no, 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 no. I used uh, the mic, you know, the cutting pad with two hundred five. I don't remember what it was, but it was something that was like, oh, that's right. I didn't realize. I keep keep you know forgetting that you can just interchange. And, right. and well, yeah, and then one thing we're, nobody's talking about, where this pad, this low-profile pad, and this this foam that has these parameters that, you know, we would bore people with what this thing can do. But the bottom line, this is a very resilient, very durable pad that does not lose its performance even if it's saturated. And even if it is saturated, right. meaning we're using lots of compounder polish and we, we can't blow it out with air. We only brought a pad. This thing continues to perform, and it rinses out. I, I was in, in testing, taking the cutting pad and purposely loading. I loaded four ounces of liquid into this thing, buffing liquid, just to see if I could kill it. And I'm not recommending you do that, but I didn't kill it. It didn't even phase right. any of the uh, um, the adhesion, and I rinsed it out under running water. 
just squeezing it out. It's, it's a fantastic pad, very durable. But I think where they really shine is if body shop guys would, would transition to this, you know, because they're using short stroke pneumatic sanders that have very small strokes, maybe half or you know, a third of of what the Meguiar's machine has or the or the Porter cable. And those machines, if you use too tall of a foam or too resilient or twisty or compressible foam, it'll it'll negate the machine motion. Mm -hmm. It just sucks it right up in the foam. It's just right. a suspension that just stalls it. So with the Meguiar's DA microfiber extra cut disc, which has no foam, you can get real performance in cutting uh, in, in a body shop environment or, you know, if you're using a DA palm sander. Uh, and the same with the foam. It's, it's such a low profile uh, that it works well even on the Bigfoot LHR-21. But if you, if you had to or you wanted to use it on an air-powered pneumatic tool, this is the best one that's come to market, in my opinion, uh, because it is low profile. It is resilient. It finishes out uh, beautifully. Matter of fact, the cutting pad, the polishing, and the finishing are capable of delivering a stunning finish. You don't get scouring. There's no inherent scouring on any right. of those yeah, pads. The performance on these new thin pads yeah. are just we, we can use that yeah, to finish out I've been the, using the cutting them on pad. testing for only a few months. And so they make a cutting, a, a finish, or polish and a finishing one? That yeah. So correct. the one you showed me, the black one, that was just the That's a finishing, finishing one. That's finishing the softest one they make. the softest, most resilient. So can this take the place of microfiber cutting? Like, describe to people oh, what the you difference know, sometimes between. Sometimes it can. Let, let's say you, you're cutting with a microfiber disc on a paint that you're, you're, you need that disc to cut out the defects, but it may leave haze. You can cut out, in some cases, the same amount of defects, get the same performance, but not leave the haze. If you were to replace that microfiber disc with a foam low-profile cutting disc, that's what I've found. I've had that exact well, result. Yeah. I think that the microfiber disc, and specifically a cutting disc, they're always, or they're very likely to level a surface better. So in our situations right now, today, we had certain vehicles that we could get the gloss up, but the sanding marks that were left there in the tough areas, you know, it, the foam conforms to that. So it will overall grind down the paint in tandem as a whole and never level those until you ground down enough to the bottom of the scratch. It's much uh, safer and wiser to go right to microfiber that will level out the sanding marks. So I think there's a situation where you have both. You're never going to get rid of one or the other. Right. Hmm. Well, it's a good addition. It's not going to replace microfiber. No. You know, well, it's another good tool for the toolbox. Another yeah. tool. Now, I'll tell you another thing I like. When when I work with dry paint and microfiber discs, you know, dry paint, you put the product on your pad and you start rubbing it in. The paint will just suck up the moisture. It'll kind of gum up or whatever, and you, and you get seasoning your pad, and sometimes you're fighting it. Well, you go to these foam discs, low-profile discs, and there's more moisture in that pad, even though it's whatever it is, quarter inch or something. or little, It holds a little bit of moisture, and... You, it, it, the performance well, comes out. Can you a, elaborate on that, Kevin? Because you understand yeah, the, yeah, the science behind it. It's stuff. basically, as Jason Rose has mentioned in previous podcasts, microfiber is designed to grab and hold on to everything. Hard particulate, liquids, paint residue. That's what it does. It, it's fantastic at grabbing and holding. Once you start to cut paint, the microfiber is encompassed by the debris, the paint residue, the paint grindings, call it what you may. And it locks down the microfiber. And what you're saying, Joe, is that 
in the in the case of microfiber, the moisture is underneath all that debris. Right, so you've created right. essentially a hard barrier of paint grindings, there and the go. moisture can't transfer back to the paint. Right. But with foam, because of the you know the ability of foam to 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 conform and to to roll, like if you add pressure to any of these discs, um, we're not getting scouring. But right. what would what do you think would happen if you had paint grindings stuck to the face of the pad, and you're like, wow, it's it's drying up. And if you bear down, right. what's going to happen? That force is going to cause those abrasives and debris Go to be forced it. off and slide off, roll around again, right. get recrushed, reused, redistributed. And, and that's why you're getting a better finish. Oh, and that's finish. what's extending the cut. So it's, right. it is holding the moisture, but it's, it's just a different dynamic is in that terms of, yeah. That, that's the main difference in the you two. see the difference here, right? I, I go, I put it on the machine and go, wow, that works nice. But I'll tell you why it works. That's you know? Joe, though, right? <laughs> I ha- we were talking to somebody, uh, both of us, who had a very difficult uh, uh, car to finish out last weekend, uh, obviously because he was calling both of us. And, you know, I get all over technical because I, I really want it to be clear. Yeah, 30 you know, minutes. the guy out. Yeah, I'm 30 minutes. Call me back. Right. Try this. Call me back. So he calls Joe and he's like, yeah. I talked to Joe. Are you ready for it? Yeah, go ahead and tell him what you tell him. You got to love on it. <laughs> He's like, you got to love on the paint. You got to love on the paint. That's the Joe explanation. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Is, you got to love on the is, paint. Is a 20 page. Just, I'm, I'm, you know, you got to be a paint whisperer. You know, the paint tells you what it likes. You know, you got to love, you on, gotta it. love on the paint. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to do what it likes and just love on it. Well, that's the thing is we're both equally capable. I really believe that. I've just spent a lot more time writing about it and talking to guys. And I have no idea what's going on. I think it's a miracle. And it, it, yeah, I yeah. just rub it in and it goes, a miracle. He I'm does writing. all these adjustments on the fly, <laughs> not even you. thinking about it. He's done it for so long. So when yeah. they say, what do you do? He doesn't He hasn't put the thought yeah, process. Yeah. I do what I always yeah, well, do. I yeah. love on I the I take paint. one shoe off paint. and I leave the other one on <laughs> and right. then I like this. Yeah, but how's that work? I go, call Kevin. Leave me alone. It's Saturday. That's so That's a great one. Yeah, Kevin. I've called Kevin before, and he gets into things. I just hang up on him. Yeah, I don't even know. And I wonder how long is he talking before he realizes I hung up. You know, someone could make a lot of money if they would just make everything you talk about and write about in a cliff note version. No way. I'm going to do that. It would be be a phone book. It'd be a phone book, you know. And none of us would understand it. Cliff notes. You know, remember cliff notes? I remember cliff notes. Yeah. It'd be great. You want to get rich? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, that was. Then get out of the detailing business. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, kidding! No, it's like racing, right? That's true. How do you make a How do you make a small fortune fortune in racing? Start with a larger one. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, did we cover all the the topics we wanted to do on pad and how it works and how it doesn't work? Yeah, I think so. It's a new product. I mean, we can't come out here and just, I mean, people listening or not, yeah, you know, I mean, they understand what's going on. We, so we, I have no we idea. Got to test it. We've had the privilege of playing with them for what, like at least five months, six months or so. Right. And uh, they're very tough. I know that. You, yeah. have, you put them on the roofs, 21 Bigfoot, yep. and just beat on them, and, and, just, and they get kind of gnarly and loaded down and whatever. You clean them up and straighten them out, put them back on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Five months? Where the heck was my sample? Uh, well, since February, oh, March, no, they, April, you see all these faces. One thing about Maguire's, when they come out with a new system, it is 
worldwide tested. Right. Months and months and months. There's no yeah, quick. Really there's nothing quick going on with McGuire's. They put in due but, diligence. You know. They got a detailer in, in Antarctica. They sent him one. Oh, yeah. Another one in, in Death Valley. They don't yeah. send anybody in New York. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, you got to know yeah, people. Make some now phone you're calls. wearing the colors. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, yeah. We could give you a second. coming around. Things are changing. <laughs> Things are changing. Things yeah, are right. Changing. Yeah. Yeah. You can get to take a picture with Barry McGuire today. That's right. Well, what do you mean? I mean, they don't come out till tomorrow, and you got to use them today. See that? You know, You're getting I there. Feel, hey, baby steps. I feel special yeah, baby now. Steps. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the plan for tomorrow? It's uh, we're forty minutes in. We're all dead tired. I think what's we're the plan for really tomorrow? Really great. I mean, we have the best. Well, one of the best crews we've ever had, at least in terms of. I would uh, agree it, with that. years of experience, hmm. uh, not just uh, in in the world of detailing or polishing, but. Ryan has been with us a few years. Four this years is his now. fourth year back yeah. in SEMA. Yeah. So we're in good shape, even though we're... Ryan's your guy? Yes. We've got more than half of our stuff to do. We're all set up. We all know what processes we're using, so it'll go well. And we may work till 3 or 4 in the morning. Who knows? And we may get some side project yeah, cars. We, or, we, yeah, we've had that happen. Drama where, cars, as what Jason Rose would call them, you know, things that come out of the woodwork yeah. and... We've had several of those. ...handled at the last oh. minute, which we I love doing. Well, two years ago, I rolled in at 4.30 in the morning, got up at 6. We worked till 2.30, I think it was. We got up at 6. We worked uh, all night on overhauling. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You guys didn't overhaul the car. Yeah, color set and buff that Chrysler. Now, you have to do all that stuff in the middle of night because during the day, right? We have 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 a daytime job with Ford. We had a nighttime job with Foo, so it was great. Yeah. I mean, it was was a good, good time. But tomorrow we're in good shape. We've got, I think we've got about half the cars to get done. Well, we're in our groove now. We're, yeah. You know, a couple of us haven't worked with each other before. I mean, I've worked with these guys on other projects, never on the SEMA job. And the other two guys I've never worked for before, with before. And now we're all kind of getting together. We're all fitting together pretty good. And we're getting in our groove. And we're getting quicker. Yeah. You know, and everything's just moving pretty smooth. I think most of the paint correction's done. We're in a good shape in that in that respect. Yeah, that sucks up a lot of time. It really did. Yeah, got, but it, th- those cars needed to be done. They, there was no way around. Backup headliner if we need them. Yeah, but that's good enough. Yeah. Larry's gonna back us up. So I don't, I've never polished a car though. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's good enough. I'll tell you right now. That's good, good enough. enough. <laughs> you know, car you do tomorrow. That's good enough. All right, good. Good, good enough. Good. That's a good enough program. All right, what do you think? We all set. Forty-two minutes in. Good. We're about yeah. to pass out. Yep. That was good. All right, so give your plugs. Joe, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Ask Superior Shine. I got a Facebook page. It's a private group because people email me and text me and all, all these questions. So I made a group so we can answer questions. These people freaking texting me and emailing I mean, me. I, mean, I, I, do, I do appreciate it. I am flattered. Joe, they death. love you, man. I'm flattered that they think I know anything about anything. You know, I'll, I'll, you know. I just gave away the answer. They're going to text me. I'm going to go love on the pain. Mm. You know? <laughs> That's but, a new tagline. Yeah. So I'm going to so call you wanna, the sole detailer, man. So if they want to they ask questions, they can go there because there's other detailers there as well. There's sometimes I can't answer a question. I know you guys are shocked, but sometimes I can't answer a question. There's other detailers that can chime in. So look for me there. Ask Superior Shine on Facebook. Unbelievable. Mr. Daddy. Well, you can always visit my site at buffdaddy.com. And the phone number there is my cell phone number. So if I am able to, I try to return your call as soon as possible, and if I forget, just call back or text me. And I'm on Facebook, too, on Detailer Buddies, which is a, a private group, but it has 
13 to 1400 detailers on it. So if you're a detailer, I encourage you to go there. And there are several others that I'm in as well. Um, but yeah, I'm easy to easy to get a hold of through Facebook or give me a ring. Are you on Instagram or no? Embarrassed to say no. No? We're going to work on what, what is this Instagram yeah. you speak of? What is this computer thing I hear about? <laughs> and Derek, yeah. where can they uh, find you? You can reach me at detailworks.net. Uh, that's detailworks with a spell with an E, W-E-R-K-S. Also on Instagram at detailworks. And Facebook also at detailworks. He seems surprised. He's like, and I... And Facebook. Wait, yeah, I want that. The Book of Face. Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys know where to find me, mnyce.com. Uh, we're going to try to maybe potentially do another podcast, but we're shooting a lot of uh, videos, so that should be exciting. Uh, of course, I want to thank my huge sponsors, uh, The Smoking Tire. Listen to their podcast. Matt is uh, doing quite well. And, in fact, Mike Musto, maybe we'll do a podcast with him, too. He's, uh, we're staying in the same room, and he's the one that rudely called us interrupt us shame oh on michael um <laughs> jalopnik classic car club i can't think of anything else i'm getting too tired <laughs> lots the the people that i normally plug those all those guys all those guys <laughs> mcguire's <laughs> there you go <laughs> I, I, I forgot about yeah, that right. one. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah i'm bursting in the flames right now <laughs> as always thanks for listening guys we'll have uh hopefully a lot more coming up very soon and uh that's it. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Oh, boy. Yeah, do we have a fart when? button? Yeah, when? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they had a cough button and radio stations. You got a fart button. So yeah. Just, just make sure. Just wink. Uh, All right. On that note, we're going to start the podcast. Very good. <laughs> wow. There we go. That was Wow. Nice. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Yeah, oh, now we're ready. Yes. No, okay, good. Because I was recording that whole thing, and we're going to play that Wonderful. for them. The fart good button. Good intro. Yeah, <laughs> very good. It always starts with something like that, you know? Fart button.